Come on. Yeah. Come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing why should I walk in the spirit to protect you from yourself, according to God's word. Uh We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. And yep, you guys are awesome. As always, you guys know it. You're right on topic. We're going to talk about walking by the Spirit. So let's dive right right down into this message. The biblical meaning and the world meaning of walk. The way in which an individual lives or conducts his or her life. Galatians 5, 16 and 17 says this. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. I know that's kind of like a oxymoron, or a, I don't know what you call it. Uh, I'm not an English major, an allegory maybe, I don't know. But anyway, when two things are warring against each other and you put it in a sentence and it, and it kind of sounds right, but it doesn't sound right because it say they are in conflict with each other. So you can't do whatever you want because you know why? That's a true statement, because if you follow the spirit, then you're doing what the spirit of God is telling you to do. But if you follow the flesh, then you're doing what the flesh is telling you to do. And where do you stand in, the, in all of that? You're in the middle where you have to decide what side of the room you're going to stand on, the side with the spirit or with the flesh. But think about that. You decided not to walk by the flesh any longer because you wanted Jesus in your life. So let me get right to the punchline. Let me give you the punchline up front to the lesson title. It was, why do I have to walk by the spirit? Why do I have to walk by it? Why? Why? I know it's a question you ask. I gave my life to Christ. Why now I got to do all these other things? Well, maybe it's not a punchline. More of a question that will turn into a punchline for you. How did walking alone without Jesus in your life work out for you? I want you to, I want you to think about it. How did that work out for you? Ponder that. You found yourself needing Jesus in your life. I can, read, I can, look, I can even reread. Galatians 5.17 to answer the question. And it says, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. I can stop right there. Walking outside of the spirit is walking in the flesh. And we have learned that no good thing resides in the flesh other than sin. That's not a good thing, but that is what resides in our flesh. Romans 7.18 says this. And you guys know how I love scripture to back itself up. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Think about what Paul said. Paul said, there, there is nothing good that dwells inside of me. But see, I know it, it's, it contradicts the fact that you gave your life to Christ and the Spirit of God now lives in you. But he, he understood that. And that's why he said, 
that is in my flesh. I want you to truly understand what Paul is saying here. He is fully aware without the Spirit of God that nothing good could guide him. There's nothing good outside of God that can guide him to a place of peace, a place of prosperity, a place of good health, a, a place of a sound mind and furthering the kingdom. There's nothing outside of God that can do that. Once you've come into the full knowledge, and I mean the full knowledge of Christ, it is important that you walk by the Spirit. I am not naive. I get that. I, I, I said the full knowledge. I said that you walk by the Spirit. Once, once you know this, it's not an easy thing. Choosing to walk closely with God every day takes discipline and commitment. And I know as a new Christian, my young loyal listeners, that that's not an easy task when you first start this journey. But the journey can't get, e- it can't get easier if you're not making the steps and walking toward that type of discipline and perfection and commitment. Look at Joshua 24 and 15 with me. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I just, I'm just going to read a snippet because it, let me just read it because I, I got excited when I read it. because You could hear it in my voice. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Think about what he said. When I say Joshua said it perfectly, I mean perfectly. For my teens who follow sports or play sports, football or basketball, what Joshua said was a dot. It was right on the money. He dropped a dime is what he did. It was the perfect pass. All joking aside, my young loyal listeners, the longer we remain in a state of disobedience, basically walking in the flesh and not in the spirit, the harder our ability to recognize the Holy Spirit in us becomes more difficult. I need you to get that. The longer we walk in a state of disobedience, the longer we stay in our flesh, the longer we do not choose to serve God as Joshua said to do each day, the harder it's going to be for us to recognize when the Spirit is talking to us, leading and guiding us into all truth and away from danger and every other thing that, that could harm us. It gets harder to hear God's voice. I got you guys covered. I'm going to give you three things that you can do or to help you to walk in the Spirit, or to help you to grow in this area. Number one, you must commit to prayer. The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. It's nothing spooky about praying. We talked about that in the month of August. Basically, you can have a conversation with God while you're sitting watching TV, while you're in the bathroom, while you're showering, while you're getting ready for school, while you're on the school bus, while you're waiting in line in practice or you're, for your turn, while you're at a restaurant, whatever. You can talk to God all the time. That's all prayer is. It is a conversation with God. Number two, you must commit to the word. Read and study the scriptures. How can you know how to live if you aren't reading the word of God? Because the Word of God is your instructions to how you should live as a Christian. Read it. Study it. Understand it. Live it. That's how you walk in the Spirit. And number three, and I'm going to let you guys go to the conversation corner. You must commit to obedience. Be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying or telling you to do. If it is telling you to go left instead of right, do not go right. If it's telling you to go forward and not backwards, then go forward. Do not fight the urge of the Holy Spirit in his unctioning to not listen that you miss the obedience factor in being able to walk by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit was placed there to help you, not to harm you. 
Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about the challenges that teens and young adults face in their Christian walk as far as choosing friends that are going to help them and not hinder them. One stated that he had friends that were on most of his sports teams and they hung out a lot after school and on weekends. He stated that they used to have um, a lot of fun doing things, enjoying the same things, but in the recent months, the friends started doing things that he knew as a Christian was not right and he felt uncomfortable. He said he didn't like what they were doing, but didn't want to lose them as friends. I took the group to Galatians 5, 7 through 9, which reads, You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I wanted the group to understand the scripture and take it to heart. You can have as many friends as you want. You can hang out with them, go on trips, vacation together, but... If any of those friends try to persuade you to do things that you know are not acceptable in the eyes of God, you need to leave them alone. You need to distance yourself from them. Because just as the scripture says, who hindered you from obeying the truth? And we know that Jesus is what? The way, the truth, and the life. So who hindered you from doing what is right in God's sight? When you begin to feel uncomfortable or that the Holy Spirit is causing a separation between you and those friends, don't try to hold on. Don't try to conform to what they are doing because you don't want to lose their friendship. As it says, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Think about it this way. If you put yeast in the dough, it does what? It rises, right? It expands. It gets bigger. So the word is saying if you give into the temptation of what your friend or friends are doing, the yeast has been put in place. And the more you stay around those friends, the next temptation that comes your way, it grows. It gets bigger and bigger. And before you know it, you're right there doing the same thing that made you so uncomfortable in the first place. I want everyone to understand that the devil is subtle and crafty. Don't allow him to destroy you. And maybe it's not just friends that's hindering you. Maybe it's a bad habit, sex, cigarettes, weed, alcohol, pornography, whatever that thing is that has you struggling, stop, separate yourself from it. Don't let it hinder you from obeying the truth. When you begin to stand firm in your faith, just like the word says, you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And if you were to be asked who hindered you from obeying the truth, you can say boldly, no one has hindered me. I'm still running the race, pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Be blessed, our loyal listeners. In summary. The importance of knowing how and why to walk in the Spirit of God. I will close with this in a quote. Deciding to give one's life to Christ is no small feat, but choosing to walk by the Spirit is a major feat. Unfortunately, you can't do one without the other. Both actions go hand in hand in the life of a Christian. They are connected in every possible way. It took faith to declare the living God could save you, It takes the same faith to allow the Spirit to lead you. Walk in the Spirit. Those who walk in the Spirit will show forth daily, moment-by-moment holiness. This is brought about by consciously choosing by faith to rely on the Holy Spirit to guide in thought, word, and deed. 
As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. A real talk what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.